Yeah, today is part two of this sermon series we've been in for a couple of weeks now, TRAP, T-R-A-P. I really began to think about this series last fall, and uh, you know, I had to work on it a little while to kind of get things lined out the way I thought God would have us to do that. Last week we talked about the temptation trap. Y'all remember that? I had all these traps and kind of done a demonstration, and I kept all my fingers, so we were good with that. Today is the relationship trap. The relationship trap. Now, in order for me to get started, let me ask you some questions, okay? And I want you to be honest with yourself and honest with me. Have you ever met someone you later wished you had never met? <laughs> some of you are already looking down the pews now, aren't you, you know? Okay, let me, let me just take this up one more notch. Has your husband ever met, ever met someone you wished he had never met? Yeah, I'm not getting no amens there, huh? But has your wife ever met someone you wished she had never met? Has your son or has your daughter ever met someone you wished? Yeah, I'm <laughs> You wish they had never met. See, sometimes our greatest regrets come from people we wished we had never met. Let me say that again. We'll have it on the screen. Sometimes our greatest regrets come from people we wished we had never met. I call this the relationship trap. And if we're not careful, we can allow ourselves to get involved in the wrong relationship, which we will later, what's the word? Regret. This happens all the time. People will get married, and three weeks later, they're divorced. Now, if you've been part of that, I'm not calling you out. What I'm trying to do is use that as an illustration that may help somebody else not to fall into that trap. I'm just making a point. Elvis Presley knew all about the relationship traps. In his best-selling uh, Suspicious Mind, he says it this way. <clears throat> Y'all ready? <laughs> We're caught in a trap. And I can't walk out because I love you too much, baby. Why can't you see what you're doing to me? When you don't even believe a word I say, I'm caught in a trap. There are people in this world, at your school, at your workplace, in the community that you live in, you can't be friends with them. You can't. You can't be friends with them. You can love them, but you can't be friends with them. Now before you push back, someone's going to say, now Brother Jeff, that's being very judgmental of you. And I'm going to say, no, it's not about me being judgmental, it's about me having good judgment. Being judgmental is demonstrating an attitude of forming an opinion about someone else's conduct or character. Being judgmental is about me being a judge, right? Good judgment is a different. It's, a, it's about me. It's what I know about myself. It's what I've learned through relationships. What is the wise thing for me to do? Not you, but me. This is not being judgmental. This is using good judgment. If someone was to come up and say, Brother Jeff, let's go down to the local bar and have a few drinks. 
And I'll tell that person, no, I'm not going to do that. Is that me being judgmental? Or is that me being a good judgment? You answer that for yourself. Teenagers, if you are home alone with your boyfriend, and he says to you, honey, I love you, and let's go back to the bedroom and watch TV. You say this, Brother Jeff told me not to do so. So I'm not going to the bedroom to watch TV with you because he said it was a trap. Now, is that being judgmental or is that being using good judgment? I got two or three. (laughs) You know it is. When your co-worker who is single and lonely says to you and you're married... Let's get some lunch today. And you tell her, only if my wife can go with me. Is that being judgmental or is that using good judgment? You see the difference? Let me say it another way. All of you who are parents, just raise your hand for just a brief moment. I'm not going to ask you to come up here now. Okay, all right. A lot of you. Do you remember when you were in school? Now some of you have to think a long time ago. Just just get there, okay? Do you remember how paranoid your mother and your dad was about the people that you hung out with? Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you, you remember what your mom and dad said? You can't go out with him. You can't spend the night at her house. If I ever catch you in the vehicle with him, I'm going to skin you alive. Y'all remember that? Yeah, you know, and what did you say as a teenager? Mom, Dad, you're being so judgmental and mean, right? Now that you are parents, things are different, right? Now why is that? Because you remember who you used to be, right? And so things are different. You're more paranoid now than your parents were. Why? Because you remember who you were and what you did. Is that showing judgmental or is that just good judgment? Yeah. I remember several years ago, a deputy sheriff called me one night. I've had several call me over the years. (laughs) But one called me one night and said, uh, Mr. Lawrence, I have pulled over a truck that is registered in your name. And he told me who was driving the truck that was registered in my name and it wasn't my son, Hunter Lawrence. He said, your son Hunter is on the passenger side. I said, mister, do you mind passing your phone over to my son? When I got the phone, I said, son, what are you doing? Why are you letting this guy drive your truck? He's 18 years old and I know he drinks beer. What are you doing allowing him to do that. Now, was I being judgmental or was I showing good judgment? I said, you can't be friends with him. (coughs) Nip it, nip it in the what? In the bud. Okay? You see the point that I'm trying to make. You know what? I wasn't being judgmental. I loved my son. I was trying to protect my son. I told him, I said, this is a truck that I bought with revival money and funerals. Come on, man, help me out of here. Okay. As parents, 
we know relationships and friendships determine the direction of our life. It's so true. Let me say that again. As parents, we know our friendship, our relationships determine the direction of our future. We know the traps. We have been in the traps. We have the scars to prove it. Stay out of the relationship trap. Isn't it true that you're easily influenced by the company you keep? Yes. Good or bad? We're easily influenced. You know, when I'm around my mentor, my senior mentor, Tim Green, I tell you, it doesn't take long to I'm just ready to go out and have a revival with somebody. He influences me. He's so connected with God. And when I'm around him and hang out with him, it just, it's, just, it's just contagious for good. But also, you know for a fact, when you hang out with ungodly people that really don't care nothing about you, it's not long till you kind of have the same attitude. You listen to the things that they say when you shouldn't be listening to them, and you may even repeat some of those things. It's important that you guard your relationships. Solomon, the wisest guy in the world, knew this, and he wrote in Proverbs 13, 20, he says this, He who walks with wise men, and let me just expand that, okay? He who walks with wise people, okay, wise women, wise men, will be what? Wise. But the companion of fools will what? Be destroyed. In other words, Solomon is saying this. If you hang out with good people, most likely you're going to be influenced in a good way. You hang out with smart people, most likely you're going to be influenced to be a little bit smarter. You hang out with Christian people, you most likely will become a Christian. Listen, you will become the people you choose to hang out with, good or bad. Now you would think Solomon would say, if you walk with the fool, you will become a what? But he says something much stronger here. He says, if you hang out with fools, you're going to get hurt, is what this means. In other words, there is a train wreck coming if you hang out with foolish people. Mamas, daddies, can I get an amen? amen. I'm trying to help you here, okay? Companion of fools. What is a fool? A fool is a person that cares nothing about his life and because he doesn't care anything about his life, he's not going to care about your life. A fool has no regard of the consequences of the outcome. A fool is a person that says, you know what, I'm just going to do what I want to do and whatever happens just happens.
Our greatest regrets sometimes come from people we wished we had never met. A fool person, a foolish person will use guilt and manipulation to get you to do what they want you to do. And the closer you are to fools, the greater chances of something bad happening to you. Is that being judgmental or is it just using good judgment to stay away from them? You answer that question for me. Paul says in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, he says it this way. Do not be deceived. In other words, he's saying, don't fool yourself. Don't think that what I'm going to say doesn't apply to you. Don't think that you are so spiritual and so at, at another level that it doesn't influence you. He says, don't be deceived by that. Evil company corrupts good habits, good behavior. Now in the context of that, Paul is dealing with some people in the church that are denying the resurrection of Jesus. And Paul is really aggravated about that. Matter of fact, he says, this is a hill I'm going to die on. This is a hill I'm going to die on. Because the entire gospel is built around the resurrection. And so these people in the church are denying the resurrection. And Paul writes to the Corinthian church and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't be deceived. These people are evil. And they will corrupt you. Friends, listen to me. Friends who don't care about their life are not going to care about your life. Friends who don't care about their marriage. You hear me? Aren't going to care about your marriage. So when you hang out and you're married. And you hang out with single people. Let me just tell you. They're going to influence you in the wrong way. Almost every time. Well, Brother Jeff, are you telling me I can't be friends? That's being judgmental. No, I'm just telling you to use some good judgment. It's a relationship trap. Friends don't, that don't care about your sobriety aren't going to care. Friends who don't care about their sobriety aren't going to care about your sobriety. Friends who lie and cheat feel much better when you lie and cheat, right? You know this. This is why we must be careful not to fall into the relationship trap. Whether or not you'll admit it, our friends, our relationships with others determine where we go in life. And I, I can prove that to you. You know what? You, you can find someone that's caught in a trap. And you say, how did you get in this trap? Nine times out of ten, this is what they'll say. Well, I met this guy, okay, and man, he was good looking, and he had a few dollars in his pocket. You know, he said he went to church, but I never did go to church with him. He said he loved the Lord, but he never did pray. He says he read the Bible, but he sure didn't quote anything. But you know, I just was kind of drawn to him, and the next thing I know, I just followed him in the wrong direction, and that's why I'm in this trap. Or you might find a guy in a trap and say, man, how did you get in this trap? How did you get in this mess? Man, well, you know, I met this guy. I met this woman. I met this person who knew somebody else and I met them and they just talked me into this trap. That a man. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. This is why it's so important that when it comes to relationships that you surround yourself with godly Godly people. This is why it's important that you're in a, you know where I'm going now, don't you? 
in a Sunday school class. Most of them are godly people. Amen? <laughs> but when you're in a group of people that's studying the Word of God and praying with one another and encouraging one another, man, it helps you to grow in your faith in Jesus. Again, it's not about being judgmental. It's about using good judgment. Sometimes you just can't be friends with certain people. If they're pulling you down, if, they, if they're filling your mind with bad thoughts and negative thoughts, if they're stretching your moral beliefs and putting pressure on you to do something you don't want to do, you have to walk away from them. And I know, and I know what that means. Some say, well, Brother Jeff, you don't understand. I'm the only friend he... I'm the only friend she... And to walk away would be very judgmental and it would be unloving. The opposite is just the truth that sometimes when you walk away, that's the greatest way that you can show them love because when you stand on the outside of the trap and they get caught in the trap, then you can go and rescue them out of the trap. Let me give you some wisdom. How do I know if I'm headed for a relationship trap? That's what we want to know, right? This is an adaptation from Andy Stanley's, and I can't say it any better than he did. Number one, if your friends are doing things you really don't want to do yourself, it's a trap. Run. If your friends are doing things you really don't want to do, and the more you hang out with them, it's not long till you start saying, well, I may hit the jewel a little bit too. I may get involved with that a little bit too. If it don't seem to be hurting them, why would it hurt me? It's a trap. Run. Number two, if you catch yourself pretending to be someone you're not. You know what? When, when, when a good Christian person, well, when a Christian person is around evil company, it's not long till they begin to entertain what's going on and you start pretending to be somebody you're not. You are a child of God, washed in the blood, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. You are the child of the living God. Heaven is in you and so act like it. And anytime somebody tries to move you away from that, it's a trap. Run. Run. It's a trap. Number three, if he or she is pressuring you to compromise. Come on, honey, I love you. Come on, baby, I love you. Or if they're pressuring you to do anything that you know is against your moral beliefs, whether it's with your body or with your mind, it's a trap. Run. Number four. Oh, I love this one. I will go, but I won't participate. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Now, what, let me ask you, Daddy, something. If your daughter said, you know, Dad... I'm going to the concert with seven guys. I'm just going. I'm not going to participate. What are you going to say? Yeah. You're going to say, no, there's not seven guys going there. Now there's eight. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I'm going. Is that being judgmental? Is that using good judgment? You know? People say that all the time. Well, I go, but I'm not going to participate. I'm going down to the casino, but I'm not going to participate. I'm just going to eat. All right? How far do you want me to go with that? It's a trap. Yeah, some of you need to be called to the altar now, I can tell. Yeah, it's a trap. It's a trap. 
You know, Paul, what he said thousands of years ago is so true. You hang out with evil company long enough, they're going to influence you. Solomon, the wisest guy in the world, said, man, if you want to be wise, walk with wise people. If you hang out with foolish people, you're going to get what? You're not going to become a fool, you're going to get hurt. That's what he says. And this, number five, now listen to this one. This is so important. When you hope the people you love and care about don't know your whereabouts. You may not even be doing anything wrong. Right? But you may be in a place you're like, you know, man, I, boy, I, I, I would be embarrassed if my mama knew where I am. I would feel guilt if my husband knew where I was. When that is bothering you on the inside, you are headed to a trap. And you must, what's the word? Run. And so the question we finish by asking, what difference does it make in my life? What difference does it make in my life if I live completely committed to following Christ and, and staying out of these traps? I tell you what kind of difference it makes. You can save yourself and your family, and the people you love the most, you can save yourself and all of them a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of disappointments, and a lot of hurt. It's the difference that it makes. And unfortunately, we all have a story to tell, don't we? We all have a story to tell. We all have that one or two people who are like, you know, I wish I had never met them. We all have a story of being swayed away and being caught in a trap. I have. Now I have a little more wisdom. Heed to the wisdom. He who walks with the wise will become wise. He who walks with fools will be hurt. Our friends and our relationship with others determine where we go in life. I want you to go closer and closer to Jesus every single day. Watch the traps, the relationship traps, and stay out of them. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the power of your grace, love, and Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that you will strengthen us in our inner person, that we will walk wise, as Paul would say, according to the word and not according to the world. I pray, Lord, that you will direct our steps, direct our paths. I pray, Lord, that you will protect us from wrong relationships, and that you'll give us strength to walk away when we need to walk away.